almost see it That dream I'm dreaming But there's a voice inside my head Saying you'll never reach it Every step I'm taking Every move I make Feels lost with no direction My faith is shaking But I, I gotta keep trying Gotta keep my head held high There's always gonna be another mountain I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose It ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the climb The struggles I'm facing The chances I'm taking Sometimes I knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking. I may not know it, but these are the moments that I'm gonna remember most. Yeah, just gotta keep going and I, I gotta be strong. Just keep pushing on. Always gonna be I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Somebody gonna have to lose Ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the fight Yeah, yeah, This is Channel 2 Radio, the Mindset Matters show with Zenat Nurani.
Hello beautiful people, it's that time of the week again, Friday for the Mindset Matters Talk Show. I'm your host, Zenat Narani, for the next hour and a half from 10.30 to 12 noon. I'd like to thank my sponsors. They say that the Mindset Matters radio show has now broadcast over 90 episodes. That is over 90 episodes of sharing stories and expertise about mental health and well-being. Zenat Narani is making a difference and changing the world one show at a time. Intune PR are proud to sp- support the Mindset Matters. So thank you for your ongoing sponsorship, which means a lot and is truly making a difference to all our listeners. Now, throughout the show, don't forget to tweet in and connect with me on social media with comments, shout outs, messages to Zenat underscore Narani. And don't forget to use the hashtag MSM Radio Talks, hashtag Let's Talk Better, hashtag Let's Listen. You can also email me if you can before Friday so I can kind of get them out of my mailbox at mindsethorizons at gmail.com. So if you've got any information that you would like to share, any projects, events, charity events that are coming up that you are taking part in or that you are um, organizing and would like to share some wider awareness, then please do email those in to me and let me know so that I can give that a good old shout out here on the Mindset Matters Right. If it's your first time listening in to the Mindset Matters, this show is all about supporting and making a difference in bringing about awareness, breaking down stigmas around mental health and well-being. And to importantly send messages out to everyone that, you know, we shouldn't be ignoring the impact of struggles and challenges that we're having if we're having those and it's on an ongoing basis reach out for support don't ignore them don't brush them under the carpet or put a wool over it because eventually it's like a balloon it feels it feels it feels with air and then it will burst because then that can impact other aspects of your mental health and well-being so what we do here on this show is We share lots of tips, tools, insights about how you can bring out positive change and make a difference in your life. But what's also amazing is we have experts that come on the show, but also people who come on and talk about their own personal stories, their challenges, their darkest moments, and how they came through those darkest moments and saw light at the end of the tunnel. So they come along and share those stories, but also there are people come on and share stories about loved ones that they may have lost or are going through a difficult time at the moment. Again, Mindset Matters is all about supporting each other, the community, the wider world globally, and to know importantly that we are not alone, that we all go through challenging times in our lives and yes it may seem that we feel completely and utterly alone and that there's no way through that no one can support us or help us but believe me by talking and reaching out which is the bravest thing that you can do is asking for help you will see light there is a path through all the darkness and all the struggles 
So don't give up. Keep pushing through, but with support. You do not have to do this journey alone. And I know I keep repeating it, but it's one thing that I have learned on my own journey from when I've gone through challenges, mental health breakdown, depression, anxiety. And that's not to say my life is perfect. Absolutely not. I still go through difficult times. And I think right now we're all struggling with so many changes here in the UK at the moment. I mean, right now I've, you know, talking of challenges and struggles, those of you who know me, I'm not one to sit still. I'm always active, always doing something, running around here, running around, doing that. Well, I've just had an operation and I'm not allowed to lift anything heavy. I have to take care. You know, there's so many things. And it's so frustrating. And I'm becoming a little stressed and anxious because I'm thinking, what about my business? How am I going to do X, Y and Z? Because I need to be able to afford. But do you know what? By becoming stressed and anxious about it all, it's not going to change the situation. I can only take one step at a time and look at the things that I have control over. And right now, that is my well-being, my health. That is the most important. Because if I haven't got my health, then what do I have? So it's really important to step back and get a different perspective. Think about the focus. And it's wonderful having great friends around me. I've been getting so many wonderful phone calls who actually turn around and uh, they say, Zena, what advice would you give to us and people? And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they would give me the same advice. And you know what? I have to take my own advice. Absolutely. And it's so wonderful to have those amazing friends around me to remind me and that they're there, you know, just a phone call away to say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Or just to have a general conversation. And it's important, I think, as well, surrounding yourself around people who are going to uplift you. So this is what this uh, show's all about. And you can catch up on this show and all other shows on various platforms, which are available on Spotify, Google Music, Apple Music, Amazon Music, we've got Apple Pod, um, also CastBox, and um, you can go to yeah my Anchor platform, of course, which is where I download all of my past shows onto, so that's anchor.fm forward slash zenat hyphen narani msm. Right, I think... I'm going to just switch around a little bit because normally I tend to do my angel cards towards the end of the show. But I think I'm going to start with my angel card now. So let's see what I have got in store for you today. Right, so the one that I pulled out was Amethyst, that beautiful, beautiful purple stone. This one is about revealing your true self. As you allow others to know the real you, you'll feel loved for who you truly are. This card comes to you to reassure you that it's safe to be real and authentic with others. You will feel much better when you reveal your true feelings, even if others don't understand. Bottling them up isn't healthy, nor is it effective. 
Remember that people can disagree and still love each other, provided that they treat the relationship with respect. If you have been teased for being different, you may fear revealing your true self. Your guardian angel is assuring you that you are unique. Unique, created for a special purpose, and you will find your special purpose for revealing your uniqueness. Your guardian angels love you unconditionally and knows who you really are and what your dreams are and what you're capable of. Be sure to call upon God and your guardian angels to boost your confidence and to learn to love yourself as they love you. This card is also a sign for you to complete a project that's from your heart, such as a writing such sorry, such as writing a book or a song, creating an artistic piece, or starting a business that will help others. Pray for courage and to be led to trustworthy, helpful people who will honour and support your journey. That's beautiful. Uh, it's, yeah, amethyst is one of my um, favourite crystals, actually, and um, it's also my birthstone. Uh, the, the stone itself, on the outside, amethyst stones appear to be the plain grey rock. It's only once they are opened up that you see the inner beauty of these violet quartz crystals. Amethyst can boost your positive energy and confidence. So I hope that is going to inspire um, you and get you thinking about your true self, your uniqueness, your authenticity and uh, to to speak up your true worth. That's really lovely. So before I introduce um, my next guest for today's show, I'm gonna do a quick review of some stories and highlights, but actually I want to send out a huge apology to my guest last week, Steve Phillip, who was on the show and apparently due to technical issues, we were unable to uh, feature the show, launch the show, and we did a special launch on Monday, just gone at 12 o'clock. So you can listen to that show, show 95, on uh, my podcast platforms, which will be downloaded there. Once again, my sincere apologies for that. Um, technical issues do happen, and sometimes it's yeah, it's out of my control. But there's always a solution, and we can always move forward. Um, and I'm going to be speaking about Steve Phillip a little bit more later on. So November highlight stories. So what, I mean, oh gosh, November's come around so quickly. Actually, you know what? Let's swap that around. I'm going to talk about uh, Steve Phillip right now. So he shared his story when he lost his son Jordan to suicide in 2019, which changed his and his family life forever. And now he delivers talks on the topic of suicide prevention to corporate organisations and communities throughout the UK and Europe. Steve has also been invited to speak to many high-profile leaders, employees and policymakers within the following government departments, such as the Cabinet Office, Department for Health and Social Care, Crown Commercial Service, Home Office, as well as the Ministry of Defence, the RA, um, RAF and the North Yorkshire Police. I mean, this is incredible. But more importantly, he has um, established the Jordan Legacy, CIC. Jordan was his son's name. 
Um, and the Jordan legacy is to engage with others working in the suicide prevention sector and find ways to introduce practical solutions to prevent more people from taking their own lives. Steve also continues his work to bring about government changes in policies to suicide awareness and prevention within the education sector and the workplace. I mean, he is doing incredible, incredible work. And if you want to listen to his show, it's uh, show 93, sorry, show 94. And as I said, you can find that on all my platforms or you can go to Mindset Matters, sorry, tinyurl.com forward slash Mindset Matters hyphen show 94. Available on all those different platforms. Um, Speaking of Steve Phillips, I also want to talk about um, the baton of hope because Steve along with Mike McCarthy, who also lost his son, Ross, to suicide, who was also on my show as well, talking about this tragedy. Um, Both of them are the founders of the Baton of Hope. And this is is absolutely amazing what they're doing. So the Baton of Hope is an organisation that is um, sort of led by Steve Phillip and more fundamentally by Mike McCarthy because Steve has taken a step back but following the loss and tragic of their sons um, Jordan and Ross by suicide the Baton of Hope UK is designed to be the highest profile and biggest impact suicide awareness and prevention initiative the UK has ever seen. They were also on BBC uh, Morning News with uh, Naga Manchetti and oh my god what's his name Mike is it oh I can't remember I can see his face but I can't remember but with Naga uh, really great uh, also the whole idea of the baton, uh, baton of hope UK its primary purpose is to help move us for sorry move us towards a zero suicide society by raising awareness about suicide and suicide preventioning opening up conversations about suicide and suicide prevention and encouraging appropriate action. At its peak, so in the summer of 2023, there will be a specially designed baton touring the UK with an intense two-week period of activity, events and media coverage. And actually, that baton has already been designed. So if you connect with Uh, Steve Phillips and Mike McCarthy you will see it is absolutely stunning that baton of hope so that will be launching in the summer around June so in the build-up to the live tour there will be inclusive engagement with people and organization who share their ambition including the development of a series of charters summarizing what steps can be taken to help save lives we will leave a legacy beyond the live tour you can also um, donate so if you would like to donate you can go to www.justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash baton of hope uk i mean this the journey is absolutely incredible what they're doing and their mission there's a number of people involved within this on their um, committee organizing committees um, from people who are professionals who've worked in the uh, 
in politics, who are young people who have suffered from anxiety and depression, who are now ambassadors and championing this amazing cause that's being led by uh, Mike McCarthy. I'm just I'm trying to so say the, the actual date for this is June 2023 and they're going to set off from um, Edinburgh on their journey through towns and cities across the UK reaching Downing Street two weeks later so hashtag baton of hope UK all in the in aid of their lost sons Ross from Mike McCarthy Jordan of Steve Phillip Right, so we've got that going on. Um, what else have I got? Ah, so month of November. Fancy a challenge. Do you fancy a challenge? November challenge. Well, the Mental Health Foundation are raising money for doing 12,000 steps a day challenge, which you can either walk, run or stroll your way to better mental health for the whole month of November. So see if you can take 12,000 steps a day and raise vital funds for the Mental Health Foundation. So if uh, you can pop over to their website, mentalhealth.org.uk to find out more information about the challenge. They've also got a Facebook group that you can um, have a look. There are various things that you can do. You can do it by yourself. You can do it as part of a team in, within your company. So yeah, just have a look at that. Also another um, signpost where you can go for more information for if you're, it's corporate. It's corporate at mentalhealth.org.uk. And if you want to know about the events, it'll be events at mentalhealth.org.uk. Okay, so do let us know how many of you are going to take part in that. That would be absolutely wonderful. As I said, you don't have to run it. You can walk, skip, hike, do whatever you want as long as you're taking your 12,000 steps. Right, so we have Vegetable Pledge 2022 this month. So take a pledge challenge for yourself to go vegetarian for the month of November to raise money for Cancer Research UK. <coughs> Excuse me. National Novel Writing Month. So this month it's about getting creative. A month-long creative writing challenge that takes place every year in November where participants from all over the world are challenged to write 50,000 words first draft of a novel. There is no charge to take part in this challenge, although it is all run by a non-profit organisation and participants have the option to donate to the cause and purchase official N-A-N-O-R-I-I-M-O. That's what they're also known as merchandise, all profits from which are fueled back into the programme. The organisation relies on these donations to keep participants free of charge and pay for things such as web um, hosting, resourcing and classroom kits. Now, uh, so you can get involved in all of that and if you want to, you can head over to visit uh, www.nano.com wrimo.org for more information or to even sign up so get creative get writing let's see gosh the first draft of your novel amazing it's also 
Mouth Cancer Action Month, so a charity campaign which aims to raise awareness of mouth cancer and make difference by saving thousands of lives through early detection and prevention. Also throughout this month uh, is to raise awareness about how cancer can cancer's diet sorry diagnosed sorry that word just kind of caught me off guard um by increasing education and risk factors around signs and symptoms to increase everyone to be more healthy around their mouth their dentures okay the we have movember movember men's mental health awareness month internationally so what is this so Fathers, partners, brothers and friends face a health crisis that isn't being talked about much. Men are dying too young. We can't afford to say silence. So that's why November month is about taking action. Um, tackling men's health on a global scale year round. They're addressing some of the biggest health issues faced by men, such as prostate cancer, testicular Oh my goodness, I'm having trouble with my um, vocabulary today. Testicular cancer and mental health and suicide prevention. We know what works for men and how to find and fund the most innovative research to have a global and local impact, uh, independent of government funding, so that they can challenge the status quo and invest quicker into the works. So by 2030, they want to be reducing the number of men dying prematurely by 25%. Help us stop men dying too young. So join the movement. Okay, so for the 30 days, you can do, well, the challenge is your moustache turns you into walking talking billboard for men's health move in movember take the move challenge move is a 30-day physical fitness challenge and i'm sure you've noticed posts already going around everywhere on social media with men's beards so champion men's health this november starting with your own so what are you going to do uh if you haven't got a beard are there any other ways that you could um support the men's a mental health challenge um, but it's about where they're gonna grow their beards and mustaches uh, the, the whole of this month what else have we got there's loads of information my goodness lots of things happening this month um, we've also got from the 30 right started on the 31st of October and it actually finished on the 4th of November but I felt that it's definitely worth emphasizing on again so National Spa Week aims to raise public awareness of the real physical mental and emotional benefits that regular spa attendants can offer now who doesn't love a good spa I mean I absolutely love a good spa and you know when you go there and you come out of there how do you feel I mean physically emotionally and spiritually it's it's just incredible so this is an awareness month in the UK emphasizing the fact that it's really important to take time for yourself to look after yourself and if you can get to a spa or just a massage or a bit of um yeah a bit of a Indian head massage as well 
you can even get a foot massage. I mean, you get those special ones that they do, uh, even acupuncture. Just look after yourself because our 21st century lives are fast paced, more digitally influenced and busier than ever before. In the same way, regular gym attendance keeps us physically fit, regular spa attendance is an effective way to help combat the long-term effects of everyday stress and that we have become accustomed to living with. And I know spas can cost a lot of money, but you don't have to go all out. Even going swimming and treating yourself there and sitting in a hot tub a steam room or a sauna for a bit is also wonders or does wonders for your overall well-being. Right, started on the 7th and actually again this ends today which is International Stress Awareness Week. So it was from the 7th to the 11th but you know let's not forget about you know though it's ended stress and awareness does not stop on the 11th it's constant so we need to be thinking about it throughout our lives every single day of how we can raise awareness on this how we can reduce the amount of stress that we are absorbing so the whole idea was created in 2018 to raise awareness about stress prevention following the establishment of stress awareness day so what as i said what are you doing to support your stress yourself right now and within the workplace let us know tweet in you know share your tips and tools and you know it's important that we we continue to raise awareness publicly and raise profiles of stress and its impact and to reduce stigmas while promoting the importance of well-being and stress reduction yes there are jobs that are going to be very highly stressful but there are things that you can do and implement them within your day-to-day routines. Again, this is a really important topic and they had an awareness day, which again ends today. It started on the 7th and ends on the 11th, but it's something that is, I believe, is vitally important and should be taught and spoken about from a very early age. So I'm talking from when you're a child. So being educated within schools. It is Talk Money Week. Talk Money Week is an annual campaign to get the nation talking about money. Each November, they encourage the UK to openly share and talk about money struggles, tips and strategies, which help educate us all, children, young people and adults. Because finances can be one of the biggest stresses that can lead to mental health concerns, such as severe anxiety, depression and even leading to suicide. So my question is, how are you talking about money with yourself, with other people, with your family, your children. And if you're not sure, then seek out advice. Talk to financial advisors for better support because things have changed. Let's break this barrier and the stigma around not being able to talk about money, talk about our finances. By being open and honest with ourselves, we're able to find better solutions. Right, as I said, gosh, there's a lot happening in the month of November. Amazing things are going on. Awareness days, weeks, months, events. But let's take 
a short music break with a tune from Natalie Shea, who you will be hearing as my guest uh, coming up soon. Now, this tune is called Two Sparks. And actually, she is amazing because I met her this year at the Priory Live Music Festival in Orpington, where I was the Master of Ceremony. So here's Natalie Shea with Two Sparks. It's the way that we both don't speak to our mothers And the way that we fight that we think like each other Sometimes I feel we both want out But I can't imagine things without you We both drink in the day just to hold back time Every time I speak my mind you're on my side Not the way I want it Cry before you've even tried to realize Falling side by side But untied Am I too close to love you? Or too far to feel what you do? I'll never forgive myself To see you with someone else, yeah Cause two sparks don't make a flame it's the way that we can't leave our phones unattended And the way that we can't wrap things up and if we end it But the room is getting smaller now And it's filling up with our self-doubt We still drink in the day, make believe that we're fine Why then, every time I speak my mind, you're on my side Not the way I planned before I've even tried to compromise Falling side by side But I'm tired Am I too close to love you? To love you Or too far to feel what you do? I'll never forgive myself To see you with someone else, yeah Cause two sparks don't make a flame They won't work out Welcome to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Sinat Nurani. This show is dedicated to offering insight, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. 
Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative, negative stigma. stigma. What a beautiful tune that was, Two Sparks, and uh, yeah, Two Sparks don't necessarily always m make a flame. Even though two people may love each other dearly and truly, sometimes things just don't work out. Anyway, so moving on to the rest of what's happening in November. We have on the 13th, World Kindness Day, which is celebrated annually on the 13th. Uh, it's about participating attempting to or not attempting attempt to make the world a better place so how and what are you doing to make this world a better place for you and for the people around you do share us what you're going to do and again you know like I said awareness days are great as a reminder to focus on and take time to step back and value life and be grateful but it's also important to remember that there are things that we can do time and time throughout our lives like being kind it's not a chore it's not a job it should be part of us innate of us so understanding and taking control to be better to help our mental health and the mental health of others so let's not forget let's talk better and let's listen better and let's be kind from the 13th to the 19th, we have uh, people and organisations around the world and the country participating in Transgender Awareness Week to help erase the visibility about transgender people and address issues members of the community um, issues that the members of the community face. The week before Transgender Day of Remembrance on the 20th of November, people and organisations um, help raise this visibility about um, you know their allies taking actions to bring attention to the community by educating the public about who transgender people are, sharing stories and experiences, and advancing advocacy around the issues of prejudice, discrimination, and violence that affects the transgender community. We also have the 14th to the 18th Anti-Bullying Week, then on the 11th, which again, this should be all the time, but it's lovely to take this time this week to really absorb into it. From the 14th to the 20th is Self-Care Week, an annual UK-wide world, wide national awareness week that focuses on embedding support for self-care across communities, families and generation. So what are you going to be changing in your life to better your overall mental health and well-being. What self-love care are you putting in place? Or if you already have, what kind of things have you changed and embedded into your life? And how has that positively impacted you and perhaps even the people around you? Because when we look after ourselves, it changes that energy of the people we are surrounded by. Uh, a couple of, uh, about... Yeah, a couple more things. So we've got Disability History Month, um, which is an annual event, creating a platform to focus on the history of our disability struggles for equality and human rights. A month of activity to raise awareness and support people with disabilities. 
We also have a 16-day action against domestic violence coming up. And this is a time to galvanize action to end violence against women and girls around the world. The negative impact of domestic abuse can be huge for staff well-being with large financial costs for employers as well. So domestic abuse has been around well before um, COVID because I know there was a, a period of time where domestic abuse had risen during the pandemic. But although the, Na the Office for National Statistics has reported an increase in domestic violence cases during lockdown and working from home, it is important to have the right precautions in place for staff to feel safe and supported wherever they are. Some stats here, 25% of women and 16% of men are affected by d domestic abuse in their adult lifetimes. 33% of all domestic violence homicides happened on the workplace grounds. 58% of abused women miss at least three days of work a month, which is a lot. And 56% of abused women arrive late for work at least five times, if not more. And then you've got LGBTQ plus and disabled people often also experience disproportionately uh, higher rates of severe and frequent in uh, incidents of domestic abuse. So this is something that... You know, needs to bring about greater understanding, greater awareness, and again, importantly, let's talk about what's going on. Let's help men and women that are being abused. Right, I think you know what? Uh, I'm going to dive straight into Natalie Shea's interview. And when we um, straight after that, you'll hear another tune from her. And this one is called Heaven. So let's hear what Natalie Shea had to say. With me today, I've got Natalie Shea. Uh, she is an indie pop artist hailing from the north of London. The multi-award winning musician has established an ever-growing presence and loyal fan base through her explosive live performances and forgettable anthems, recognising her as one of the UK's hottest emerging talents. Her relatable lyrics touch on love, self-discovery and the everyday experiences of a 20-something. Welcome to Mindset Hello. Matters, Natalie. It's a pleasure Hello. to speak with you. Thank you for having me on. It's really exciting. Do you know what? Because um, we actually met briefly at the Priory Live Music Festival where you were performing uh, this year. Yeah. And uh, didn't get around to actually interviewing you because it was pretty mayhem. Yeah. And how was your experience at the Priory Live Music Festival? It was cool. I think I first played it when I was about 15, so a long time ago. So I've been doing it kind of a while. Um, I think maybe the fourth time I played it or third. Um, but yeah, it's definitely grown much since I first died. It was quite small when I first died. But no, it's good. It's really cool. Yeah, well, that's growing. You're growing as well. <laughs> Why don't you tell us, our listeners, a little bit about who is Natalie Shea? your passion for music and what kind of led you down that then we'll kind of touch base on the mental health and well-being aspects of the show um so i am natalie shay i've been doing music like as a career for 10 years now i started when i was 13 like performing my little songs around obviously they weren't like great songs but that's how i started and i've kind of been doing it since when i was 14 i left my school went to the brit school um i did four years at brit and then since brit 
I've just kind of been going full attack at it. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. I do indie pop music. I play guitar. That's what I do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Fantastic. So before we dive into a little bit more, what has been your biggest accomplishment, should I say? Um, I, it's always like, it's a mix of things. I think that sometimes the people like that aren't in music will think are a big accomplishment and things that I think are a big accomplishment because I'm in music. So I feel like um, I, I was I was on the Eurovision jury in 2018 and that was quite a big deal for like people that didn't, like that aren't in music, they, like, they understood that, that was a big deal. Whereas like, for me, I think my biggest achievement probably, I don't know, maybe like one of the headline shows or all of them, just having a show where everyone's come for you. It's, it's a big deal. So they're always quite special. Um, so yeah, headline shows. <laughs> and who would you say is your biggest inspiration so far in your journey? I mean, you know, somebody's really impacted you, whether it's a family member, friends, or another musician out there. Yeah, well, the whole idea, I guess, came from Taylor Swift. So I kind of, she was the first inspiration, but then what's kept me going? I, I guess my dad, like he's not in music, he's just just supportive. <laughs> yeah, which is important, especially in the music um, industry, because it's a tough one, isn't it? Oh, 100%, it's really difficult. It's, it's the hardest, but only thing I've ever done. So I don't, I can't really compare it to anything else, but it's been very hard. Yeah. Um, when you talked about Taylor Swift being your inspiration, what is it about her that's inspired you? Um, I think at that age when I was like 10 or 11 and I played guitar and I was singing because I, I was doing musical theatre, but I've been playing guitar since I was five, I trained classical guitar. Um, I didn't really know what that skill would do for me. Like I knew that I could play it and I kind of just learned it from school, like because you had to learn an instrument. So I didn't really know like whether that was something I could actually build upon um I think after sort of seeing her play guitar and singing and I was like okay maybe this is something I could do like I didn't know that was I guess I didn't really know that was something you could do like mm. um so she was the first the first like female singer-songwriter that I ever saw um so yeah that, that changed the game because I wasn't really aware of it as an idea or something that I was even interested in until I saw her doing it so yeah <laughs> amazing so talk to us about your, your you know the challenges you've had and how you've overcome those challenges and what have you put in place and the support system because as i said we know that the music industry is a really really tough competitive one yeah um i guess the challenges it's just it's all quite difficult like i feel like it's sort of it's three things it's talent it's luck and it's hard work um <laughs> like talent you kind of if you haven't got that then don't start because you'll just make it really difficult for yourself um hard work sorry one sec <laughs> thank you um yeah hard work is something you can is that is kind of the only thing you're in control of if you want to work hard you can then that's good um but the luck aspect is difficult because it's kind of like even if you're putting all your effort into it you're working really really hard like sometimes it doesn't even like it doesn't even stick like it, some stuff won't stick or it won't go quite the way you planned or it's like so I think, yeah, I guess it's it's a challenge in itself, but it's not really something that you can change. But I guess the thing that I learned from that is you, you make your own luck a bit. Like, if you don't put yourself in the position to have luck come to you, then it's not going to come. Like, you can't just sit at home and wait for someone to call you up and be like, oh, do you want to do this, do you want to do that? Like, you have mm -hmm. to actually put yourself out there. So I think, yeah, it, it, that's that's a difficult one because it's like luck, something not, so not really something you're in control of, but you can put yourself in a position to make it more likely. 
to happen. So I guess that's something I had to learn. Yes. So would you say it's basically stepping out of your comfort zone? Yeah, for sure. And it's quite difficult. Like, essentially, like what I do is selling a product every day and that product is me. So like, if I get a rejection, I take it really personally, but I get like one every day. Like you just do is what the job is. It's like every night I send things out every day, like I get things back and some are positive and some are like, no. And it's like, you have to, I have to always try and detach myself from the negativity and be like, it's not me. I'm not the problem. It's just the product. <laughs> yeah. So how do you cope with that mentally? So what are your mental strategies? Cause it's, you know, a lot of this is around mindset. Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm not very good at stress. That's something I've not really learned how to cope with and that does really knock me out sometimes. I get like I guess to a point where it just like crumbles. Um and I just <laughs> need like a week to sort my life out. Um everything else I'm okay with, but it's this this the stress that I can't really cope with. But as for like the rejection, the mindset, I think just what I said, like I have to detach um the project from me and I kinda of go like that's that's the project and then there's mm. me. Two separate things. If I was in a band it would be easier to detach I guess it's just because I'm a solo artist, it's a bit harder because I can't really see like a massive difference between like what yeah. two things are, but yeah. Yeah, it, it is a tough one. You probably need um, sort of somebody like myself who's a, a mindset coach to kind of go on with you on that journey. Yeah. So when you're having those difficult moments, you've got someone to talk to and look at those different perspectives because you're talking about detaching and again you know that's really important being able to look at it from a bird's eye view isn't it of what's going on and actually say okay that's not me that's the product or it's it's about x y and z um so in terms of your fans how do you cope with the negativity of if you get any if you've had any uh, through social media or have you been really lucky that you haven't so far I've been lucky I'll be honest I haven't had anything online that was negative for, for music so I have been lucky but I'm like I'm aware that it's something that will come um I don't know I think I think I can handle it I think just because I I believe in myself now and I think that's the first thing is like even if someone doesn't like it I was like I don't really care because like, I believe in myself I know those people do like it so you can't really let it get to you in that sense um it's just things online like people are just horrible online for fun like they probably don't even really think what they think or if they do they didn't have to say it they're only saying it because they're having a bad day or something so you have to remember that <laughs> yeah and, and and that's also a tough one because sometimes when you're so passionate about something and you give it all and you're believing in yourself but when you get the outside influence of uh negativity that can sometimes be hard to to break through but you've got to put up that wall again yeah. what you were saying earlier it's about detaching yourself it's about it's not about me it's about them because they may be going through something um and then of course we have pure pure people out there who are very jealous of what goes on as well yeah of course that's true <laughs> um in terms of uh, your your biggest success what has that been for you your biggest success um changing you yeah, I think um, I think it's not like my biggest success, but it was the biggest success I did on my own. So I count it as a big success because it was like now I have a team, so I kind of feel like everything is group effort. Whereas back at this point in 2019, it was just me. I didn't have a team or anyone. I was doing everything. I put this single out like totally independently myself, and it got like it did really well on Spotify. Like it got all the new music Fridays at like, every country, including the UK. It got two big playlists, and then it did a Billboard premiere on Billboard, and that was a big deal. I think that was. That was, that was what I needed, I think. 
because like at this point it was just me and then that all happened and I was like okay it's good to know <laughs> yeah and knowing your own abilities and capabilities and sometimes it gives you that extra boost doesn't it yeah yeah it's brilliant um when you look at sort of um things that uh, other artists around you um how do you stay authentic to yourself because you talk about self-discovery as well so how do you stay authentic to yourself um not get lost in all the, yeah. in the glam and it, it's, it's difficult so there's like the balance of authenticity as a person and then also like branding and I think you have there's a fine line between the two like branding can sometimes go too far and like some art is like branding is like the whole persona like I don't really think I have a persona on stage I think I'm just like myself which is makes it a bit easier I think I'm quite sure of who I am though I think that helps I think I, I discovered that from a young age because I left school at like 14 and did music and everything I think mm. like doing that I just grew up a bit faster than I guess I was going to before and I, I have a good sense of self and I think also I'm just slightly maybe like three years too old for the like TikTok generation um, and that whole generation. So I'm kind of looking at all that as a bit of an outsider, um, which I think is good for giving me clarity. But I feel like if I was in it and I'd grown up with that, it would be a bit harder. But I, I, I can see like, I can see what's what's just for like the trend and what's real. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we just, you don't easily get um, so sucked into what is the now and how it should be and um i don't think you, this is how you need to be natalie you know you need to change this about you and yeah no i don't think so maybe i should i should be a little bit more probably malleable into things but um it, it's yeah I, I i think i'm quite sure of who i am and what like i'm mm. doing like um and maybe like my branding might change a bit like if my style changes but i feel like ultimately i've been pretty consistent <laughs> I, hope, I hope i like to be i hope that i am i hope that people think that about me Absolutely. And again, like it is, it's about being authentic because people then relate to who you are as a person. Because I think music has changed, hasn't it, over the years. And um, it's not just about the song, but it's about the person that goes with the song as well and yeah. how people relate to it. I mean, would you say that's true or? I think it's true, especially now that like with TikTok and everything, it all seems to be quite lyric based. Um, I think people care about lyrics more, which is nice because that's what I care about most. Um, yeah, I think I think the two go hand in hand. I think it's really easy to get like cancelled and not liked now as well. Like, whereas before, if someone was like a bit, I don't know, like confident, people would be like, "Oh, it's they're a rock star." Whereas now, I feel like if you're a bit arrogant and confident, people just like they're a horrible person and they just cut you off. So I think you have to be, you have to be consistent consistently it's, it's quite difficult because I think it's, it's a lot of all the time thinking like who, who am I like I'm always I'm always professional it's always an environment where I could be judged but it trains you to I guess be a better person because <laughs> you're always thinking about other people <laughs> and that, that that's important because you're reflecting on it and I think that's absolutely wonderful to hear I mean you know I, I did an interview with an, a Canadian singer called Chris Antonek who'll be touring here. I don't know if you've heard of him. But um, he, a lot of his music is around his journey and his life experience. So where do you get your inspiration for your music? Uh, and yeah, yeah. based on, would you say that a lot of it touches kind of the well-being, mental health side of things or, yeah? Yeah, I think they're all about either something I felt experienced or someone close to me has felt experienced. I don't really tend to write about things that like, I like that you can 
if you're writing a song about something and it's real, you can tell, you can, like, I mean, you can fake it, but you can normally tell if something's real due to like specific details that are in the lyrics. You're like, oh, that's too specific for someone to come up with unless they did come up with it and they're just really creative. But I like to sort of, I like to sort of set a scene and it be real. Um, so yeah, I've written about like, not so much mental health, but I've written about like the career frustration. Like that's mm-hmm. a big one. Always feeling like you're not good enough. I've written about that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's generally relationships, though, for me. I write about relationships. Well, it's friendships. At the moment, I've been, I fell out with my best friend this summer, so I've been writing about that loads. <laughs> loads of that. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's quite interesting as well, you know, because I, I love it when people write about their experiences in life because I know it's a way of channeling what's going on as well. Um, I don't know about you. You know, you talked about you, sometimes you get really anxious and stressed quite a lot. And when you kind of put that into words of music, it's a it's an outlet and it's literally everything that has ever happened in my life like if i can get it into a song normally i get over that emotion within the first song and sometimes it takes a few more but like like even with this whole thing with my friend like i wrote songs when it first happened like when we first fell out and it first happened and just listening to all of them sort of over the last three months the whole narrative of the lyrics has changed like as my feelings have changed and as i felt different it's just so interesting to see and i think it's so special to have that but it, it is therapy, like being able to listen to my own thoughts back to me, even though I wrote them and it's me. It's, it's something. It's good to hear it put into like sentences. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you tell your friends that you're actually writing about them or do you wait till it kind of comes out? How do they feel about it? I mean, it's the first friend I've kind of ever really fallen out with, but I feel like, I don't know. I'm going to put some stuff out. I think she'll know it's about her, but then. Um, I don't know what she expected. Like this is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> about things that I feel, so I felt that. So I'm gonna write about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it, when it comes yeah. to relationships? With you know, do you put it out? Do you tell them that you're putting out? This is how I'm feeling. But you know, I I, t- I like to tell people. I think because part of me is a bit like I wrote a song about you. Like this is <laughs> thing, you know. Like no one's ever written a song about me, not that I know of. So like it must be nice to have songs about you. So I like to tell yeah. people. <laughs> I think that's wonderful because you get people who dedicate songs yeah. to people but not actually write them so it's a different no. <laughs> level isn't it um, oh, I've just gone I'm just blank I was going to ask you a, a question that's really important um, oh so you know over the last two years okay because we've had and I hate to bring this up all the time but it's happened and it has impacted the music industry the whole lockdown that we've had how did you cope with that? Uh, what, that how did was you really, pivot? Yeah, it was a weird year. I actually think, like, I can't lie, it was actually really progressive for me in every sense other than live. Like, I had a really progressive year. Um, in so many ways, like, like, obviously it was a terrible time as a, as a, as a whole thing. So I'm not going to be like, oh, it was a great time because it wasn't, like, people dying, it wasn't great. But, like, I'm not going to moan because people probably had a worse time and I actually had like a lot of positives come out that time so I have to be grateful for that um as a person I definitely grew up 100% like I was an idiot at the start of that and then I was an idiot afterwards um because it's had time to stop like I've been doing this since I was like 13 I haven't really stopped and like ever thought about like, what I'm actually doing or like why mm-hmm. so like, I stopped and I had to think like why am I doing music like who am I like who am I as a human being like and what's important as well because it's so like I put music before everything, like cancel friend plans, just to, like do music stuff and work all the time. Like I didn't really care about anything. I was just like, yeah, I need to do music and move out. And like, 
it just made me appreciate like family and my friends. And now I'm a bit, I think I'm a bit better with my time management, probably a bit kinder to myself and others. Um, but yeah, the, the year was good. Like obviously I didn't make much money because most of the money that I make is in live and I wasn't doing that. But um, I was doing a lot of meetings and like people were at home. So I felt like it was less chaotic for everyone. So if you did want to kind of like pin someone down and like build a relationship, work a relationship like you could, uh, it was a bit easier than it is now, whereas now people take a while to kind of get back to you and everything's a bit chaotic. So yeah, it was progressive in that sense. I realized that I could like focus on certain things. So I did. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I, you know, speaking to a lot of um, artists, it gave them a time as well, like you said, to step back and reflect and appreciate mm. all the other things. And like yourself, you've been going, going, going constantly, not stopped. And then kind of stop and go, hang on a minute, you know, who am I? Where am I going with this? Just reevaluate and reflect, which I think is really good and important. Yeah, I think also, especially like because I did it from so young, it's like you taught things when you're young, like. I guess the like normal thing is like okay school and uni so you're doing the school and uni thing but like not many people probably stop and go like what actually is my plan why am I going to uni like what what is that going to take me like so I've always had this thing like music 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 you're doing that it's like I never really thought obviously I'm not going to stop but like what am I doing yeah <laughs> what's the plan with this what's the life plan what's like the financial goal like what am I actually doing and I think I sorted all that out that's all good bit better <laughs> that's amazing that's so great to hear because it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are it's taking that moment to think about it 100 and so thinking about where you are now what is what what's in store for natalie shay in the <laughs> future um i think so this is my 10th year it's quite a big deal for me i've had a whole party and like did the whole thing like 10 years doing this congratulations it's a big thing like i feel like and i think i've hit like the minimum sort of goals that i wanted to have hit by this point so i'm lucky to not feel that kind of because i'm so hard on myself like if i don't if i don't achieve certain things i'm just like oh god like i just punish myself so much mentally like it's a joke um but i feel like i've hit that minimum threshold of things to just like kind of be kind to myself and be like okay like at least you got to the point where you think that like it happened to an extent but obviously i want to do more but mm -hmm. At the minimum of where I needed to be to be like this was not a massive waste of time um so I feel good in that and it's that's a powerful position to be in I had a really good summer I played a lot of festivals and I feel like it's just changed my whole mindset because now it's kind of like now I'm there like I don't know I get it's just kind of made it's, it's made it all seem a bit more possible everything that I wanted to do and like stuff's going to plan and now from putting like an EP out or something it just feels it feels less like I'm chasing something, like to try and be someone, to be somewhere. I feel like I am there and I'm doing it. So my whole mindset's kind of changed. Um, so kind of hopefully I'm just in this mindset until I'm ready to stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to stop music, but I'll probably chill out on the artist project at some point. Like obviously to like, have a family and do all that, but not for a while, like another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? It's so lovely to hear, you know, you're talking about the mindset and self-love and self-care because that is so fundamental because especially when you start so young you can get lost in all of the music and you know the, the attention that you're getting mm. involved in doing the festivals and the gigs or whatever you know you're out there and by stepping back and looking after yourself you can achieve so much more and sure. it's that gratitude isn't it as well thinking hang on a minute what am i grateful for oh um, yeah what's happened so far definitely i think when you can see that there's like more to achieve you always feel like what you have achieved is not like good enough and i get that 
but I, I think it's not a bad thing that I have that excuse to be motivated. If I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be so driven. So I, I kind of like, I try not to dismantle too many of the things that, mm-hmm. um, like, I've got loads of toxic things in my life that keep me motivated. And I know that they're terrible, but they work for me right now. So I can't just leave them alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the gratitude is the main thing, even if you are quite the way that I am and like, never happy and always want more and always chasing the next thing like as long as you still appreciate what you've done and feel good in that moment like when I have a little achievement it used to like last five minutes the happiness and I'll be like all right well I haven't done this this and this so I can't even be happy about this because it's not good enough mm-hmm. whereas I think I'm a bit more like I'm enjoying everything like I really enjoyed the summer I took it slow like I know I wasn't playing the main stage but like I still appreciated it for what it was because it's such an incredible thing to appreciate and it's not always every day think about like what more you can achieve like sometimes you can just achieve <laughs> and be happy with what you've achieved until and save that thought process for like afterwards <laughs> like at least enjoy it absolutely you know there's some really valuable um things that you've said you know just now and for anybody listening out there you know they need to take that on board because it is it's 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 about living in the moment as well because we don't know what can happen the next day or in the next couple of hours and yeah. appreciate you know and but have that drive and if that works for you then great as long as you know that that motivation that you're having is not a negative effect yeah on your mental and well-being well, state of course it's, it's a weird one with music because i feel like unlike most careers there's a massive i suppose it's like for sports careers there's a massive sort of age thing on it um I know, like you can keep going forever. If you're one of the greats, you'll keep going forever. And I probably will always play. But I know, I I know, like with the genre I do and what I'm doing, like I kind of know that I've got like another maybe another ten years in it, which is not a bad thing. And people always go like, oh, I'm like, oh, you don't have to stop. I'm like, no, but like I like to see like ten years, like see how much I can cram into ten years, how much I can achieve in ten years. It's nice to sort of see a time frame because if I didn't, it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> Just like fumbling yeah. around. It's nice to sort of be like, okay, I've got this this amount of time. Like, even when I'm having days where I'm like, oh god, like I literally can't find the energy to keep going with this. Like, it's so horrible. Like, it is to be honest. But like, at least I'm like, okay, well, it's ten years. Like, brings me so much, so much joy. Like, just it just keeps me going, and it puts sort of, I don't know, an expiration on it. I don't know. I mean, only you know the answer to that. And yeah. sometimes we look at artists, like you said, sports people as well. And you think about, okay, when is the right time to stop? Only you know that. And it's about making those decisions. I mean, mm. I came from a sports background where I was right. a professional figure skater. I got quite high in my sort of the performance side of things. And I went, you know what? Now is the time to stop. Even though I could probably still go. Right. Um, but I thought, you know, when I stopped at a position that people know me and they... Um, they see me for what the value that I bring and the joy right. then it's like okay I think I'd like that not so, oh god she's still going at the age of 60 oh, no. oh, oh my god look at her body look at it you know look at her face you know I didn't want that and that was for me I wanted to leave people in a good memory place I, it's the same for me it's a big thing and I like legacy is a big thing like okay. I want I want what like I put out to be me at my best and I feel like that's kind of only achievable in the next 10 years <laughs> maybe longer I don't know like maybe I'm really rushing my own like aging so much maybe I won't actually age as fast as I think I'm gonna age but <laughs> <laughs> well you're a lot younger than I am so that's okay <laughs> and I'm the same I, I, I would like to I don't want to I want to remember even for me I want to remember it for it being good I don't want to remember it coming off the off the mountain I like going up it and I've always been going up it and I'm still going up it and like when I reach the top 
I'd probably just stop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to run it down. But then again, like if it, I, I say this from the point of view of having it not taken off to a massive extent where it's definitely going to carry on. Like at this level where it is now, I'll take it until until I think it's not going to. Because I know loads of people that like they're kind of like people I work with ten years older than me. Like they had a lot of success and then they they might have stopped their like performance or band projects. Now they're still in music, but they they stopped that because they were like, yeah, like it, we couldn't have taken it any further. So it yeah. would have just. So I get that and I feel like, yeah, I think I've kind of got like 10 or so years in that. So why not give it everything for 10 years, put my money into it and have a good time? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, because you just don't know. Um, one last question I want to ask. In terms of um, pressures from outside, how do you, you know, how do you cope with that? So I'm talking like um, peer pressure, um, you know, drugs, alcohol, because that's quite a theme within the creative industry yeah like i think people you know how like they tell you horror stories they're like oh you'll get offered it at parties and you're like haha no you won't like you actually do like all the time um i'm not personally interested like i never was anyway um i think just because i've been doing a job since i was 13 and i've always had this i've always been really aware of like oh i don't want to like lose my head at a party and like have something to bring my reputation i've always been like that like it's always been so hyper like drilled into me since 13 i think just because i've always had that i never really had a phase where i wanted to explore so i guess now i'm a bit maybe a bit old to explore like, i don't know i kind of just don't it's really i have a good time anyway <laughs> um but yeah it is there it's definitely something like there Mm, yeah, I mean, times have changed again within the music. You know, look, when you look at um, artists from the sort of 60s, 70s, you know, it was very much kind of normal then. And mm. they kind of got into it very a lot. Now, I, I believe so that people think more about it and there's more education around it as yeah. well and awareness so that um, we as people and yourself um, make more, you're more informed decisions. 100% like obviously people that want to do it do it fine if that's you like that's okay but like most of the artists I know like most of them just uh, don't do anything like honestly and you think that they would and people that like don't music when they talk to me they're like oh I bet you guys like have a good time I, like, I don't know like we just it's don't. an assumption isn't it yeah you think it's part of it because it like was a part of it but now it's like I guess it's just our jobs really like you yeah. wouldn't go me like do things <laughs> amazing right so for our listeners if they want to find out more about you connect with you where can they go um so i'm natalie shay natalie s-h-a-y shay on like everything natalie shay music on instagram and i think i'm just natalie shay on everything else everything nice and easy yeah <laughs> and um just before we go are, are there any last words that you want to uh, impart on our listeners when it comes um, to looking after yourself yeah i would say i think gratitude is as we've pointed out is probably the most important thing i think if you if you can do that even if you do get caught up in your own stress and your own drive and everything and all that stuff i feel like as long as you've still got gratitude and you're still appreciating every step of the journey even if you are still like thinking about more all the time and stuff like that's okay as long as you still are appreciating what's happened because like it is special and it's and it's kind of like anyone else would people are always like oh you're so lucky to do this this and this and it's like I have to remember that like I know it's a job to me and I guess when it's your job you're always like trying to hit deadlines but you've got to always be grateful for what you've done everything that you achieve is down to your hard work and if you don't if you're not grateful for it then you won't even really like you're not really being kind to yourself you've got to be kind to yourself fantastic yeah. 
Thank you so much for, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with oh, you, sorry. Natalie. Um, you know, and I wish you all the success in your career. You know, great potential out there. And it was lovely to actually <laughs> listen to you live at the Pro Live. So yeah. uh, hopefully I'll, you know, get to hear you again live yeah. at some point. Love that. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you take care. You take care. Thanks again very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. Well, welcome back. So that was a great song by Natalie Shea and uh, thank you for that interview and talking about your personal experiences, your musical journey, the successes and the challenges, the ups and downs. So absolutely wonderful. Great um, two lovely tunes. Yeah, do connect with her on social media to find out more about her. Uh, do you know what? I was thinking, well, you know, I mentioned a couple of shows ago and also I was on the Business Bunker show with Paul Andrews and Jules Serkins, along with um, my colleague Darren Wheel of Intune PR from, of the Bromley Buzz. And we were talking about our campaign, our Let's Talk Better campaign, how to have better conversations. And you know, I'd mentioned, well, we'd mentioned the um, inspiration we got is from Nihal Athanayaka, his book of Let's Talk, and uh, various other readers, uh, Perry Power, Billy No Mates, uh, Stacey Dooley's Are You Okay? So there's lots of um, different kind of things that have triggered us to really go ahead with this campaign, which is really close to our hearts. And it just kind of got me thinking about you know, what is communication? You know, communicate. It's what we do, or we humans do. We are not alone, of course, and everything living, or every living thing, sends messages in one way or another to help it navigate into its environment or attract others. Movements, uh, sounds, scents, even the shape and colour of, for example, flower communicates useful information to insects or birds uh, that are drawn to it but we as humans seem to have developed I would say a certain kind of communication to a rare pitch of I guess sophistication now our command of spoken language is extraordinary but just as impressive are our abilities to read facial expressions tone of voice and gesture because communication is not just about the words coming out of our mouth it's everything else and it's also about the ability to listen listen with intent listen to listen and we often hear we've got two ears then we need to be using both ears you know in fact communicating comes so naturally to most of us that sometimes hard to see why it goes wrong especially at work or within relationships so why should a skill that comes to most of us so effortlessly become such a tortuous process in an organization so let's you know i kind of want to throw out there let's begin by thinking about what we mean by the word communication you might want to grab a piece of paper, have a thing, jot it down. You know, and I, I often do these in my workshops it, it, when I hold them, when we're, especially when I'm doing NLP work, neuro-linguistic programming work, and I'm talking about language and communication specifically. And um, a great word, a great sort of activity or an exercise that you could do with no more than 12 words is write, communication is... Dot, 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 dot. So what is communication? So you can ask a few colleagues for their ideas, you can compare your thoughts, 
Are you defining communication in all its forms? Are you defining effective communication? What makes communication ineffective? And can you agree on a definition? So try this little exercise by writing communication is. There's no right or wrong. It's just great to understand where people are at and where their thinking's at because I think that's really important. So I just want to talk a little bit about the tra the transition model. So in the 19th century, the word communication referred mainly to the movement of goods and people. We still use the word like this, of course, roads and railways are forms of communication, just as much as speaking or writing. And we still use industrial images as metaphors for communication. So information like freight need to be stored, transferred or retrieved. And often we describe the movement of information in terms of channel along which information flows. Now, in the 20th century, this transport metaphor readily adapted itself to new electronic technologies, digital things, like we have a phone lines, television channels, mobile phones, all of these gadgets. Electronic information comes in bits, which are stored in files and faults. The words like download or upload use the metaphor, uh, the freight metaphors, uh, email, uses postal imagery. So thing is, it wouldn't be surprising in that exercise that you did just now, if you define communication as the effective transfer of information. We have an idea as if the idea were an object. We put the idea into words like putting it into a box. We try to put our idea across by conveying it and the receiver hopefully gets the idea. We may need to unpack the idea before the receiver can fully grasp it. Of course, we need to be careful to avoid information overload. So this is the transmission model of communication and is very powerful. It governs all the processes and policies by which we communicate in organisation. It also suggests that information is objective and measurable. So how many bits are we transmitting? Above all, the model's simple. We can draw a diagram which would then illustrate that. So, uh, Osmo's we, a Finnish professor, have developed, uh, uh, developed these laws of corporate communication. They describe with frightening accuracy the failings of transmission models, especially in organisation. So the we's laws of communication are communication usually fails except by accident. If communication can fail, it will fail. If communication can't, cannot fail, it still usually fails. If communication seems to succeed in the way you intend someone misunderstood, if you can, are content with your message, communication is certainly failing. If a message can be interrupt, uh, interpreted in several ways, it will be interpreted in a manner that maximizes the damage. There is always someone who knows better than you what your message means. The more we communicate, the more communication fails. What's your thought on those laws? Interesting, isn't it? Hmm. So, yeah, communication. I mean, think about developing your vocal skills, you know, as well 
um, think about the language that you use, the tone of your voice, and that, that, you know, just become more aware of that and see the different responses and reactions that you get. And it may be worth keeping a little journal. Carry out a little sort of exploration for yourself when it comes to communication, even with your body language. Because also culturally, sometimes, some cultures, they use their hands quite a lot. In other cultures, they don't, they're not expressive at all, as we know. You know, like in the Asian cultures, like in China, Japan. But um, when I was living in Spain, everything was, their hands were flying everywhere as they talk. And I ended up adapting that. But I'm quite expressive anyway, so it came to me quite naturally. But then when I returned to the UK, um, I know a few people commented and said, my God, you're so expressive with your hands. You're constantly using your hands and we can't, you know, we can't focus on what you're saying. Hmm. That's an interesting one. So, yeah, something to think about. But uh, I still use my hands to communicate and um, that is me. It's the authentic me. But of course, I become more aware of and if it makes people uncomfortable, uh, that is not my intent or distracts them from what I'm tr the message that I'm trying to relay then yes I do tone my hands down but again it's about self-awareness communication how to have better conversations hashtag let's talk better hashtag let's listen right it is coming to that time where I'm gonna have to say adios hasta la próxima semana goodbye see you next week but before I do if you would like to find out more about how I can help and support you with your goals and challenges, which may be stopping you from moving forward, then get in touch with me for more information. You can pop over to my website, https colon forward slash forward slash zenatnarani.com. You can also connect with me on social media and um, send me a direct message and let's get talking. To listen to this show, any past shows, you can pop over to my anchor.fm forward slash zenat-narani-msm. And like I said, you can find all of the past shows on other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Pod, Google, Amazon, CastBox, etc, etc. Don't forget to tune in next Friday from 10.30 to 12 noon. <coughs> Excuse me. If you would like to... Um, be a guest on the show. As you know, episode by episode, we are tackling serious issues and awareness of mental health and well-being. Lots of stories have been told on this show that are life-changing. Lots of great advice and tips have also been shared that we continue to disseminate the stigmas around mental health and well-being concerns. So do you have a story that you would like to share that will change someone's life? that you want to make a difference in? What personal insights do you have that have worked for you and that may help others? Do you have any expert professional tips, tools, strategies that have been life transforming for your clients that you would like to share? What are you doing right now that's making a difference to how mental health and well-being is seen and talked about? Because as we heard earlier on, Mike McCarthy and his committee and the people around him and the support that he's gaining for the baton of hope uk 
is making a huge impact and it's going to continue to do so uh, in regards to making a difference when it comes to saving lives, suicide prevention, suicide awareness. So if you would like to be a guest, then do get in touch. Um, I will obviously pop my Google form link into the bio so you can just fill out the details, your interest, and I will be in touch. If you would like to sponsor the show and find out how you can be a bigger part of the Mindset Matters show, then please do get in touch by emailing me at mindsethorizons at gmail.com. That's mindsethorizons at gmail.com. And on that note, I would like to thank Intune PR with a passion enormously for sponsoring the Mindset Matters talk radio show and the difference that they are making to share and bring about the importance of mental health and well-being. Continue to tweet in anything that you have got to share that is changing lives making an impact and let's share and talk about what's going on so we can make a difference in people's lives leaving you with my mission that is to empower your mind to live the life that you desire by helping you find and forge your path in life keep safe keep well and i'll see you back here next week same time same place the mindset matters show exploring mental health and well-being horizons with cnet numrani on channel 2 radio i can almost see it that dream i'm dreaming but there's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction My faith is shaking, but I, I gotta keep trying Gotta keep my head held high there's always gonna be another mountain I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose It ain't about how fast I get there it Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the climb The struggles I'm facing, the chances I'm taking, sometimes might knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking. I may not know it, but these are the moments that I'm gonna remember most. Yeah, just gotta keep going and I'm